Hi, everyone. Welcome to Happy Healthy Human Radio. I'm your host, Samantha Attard, coming at you from the beautiful Washington, D.C. I'm an Ayurvedic coach, yoga instructor, and doula, sharing with you all the things I'm learning about and teaching about in my everyday so that we can all find just a little more balance and bliss. Thanks so much for being a part of this community. And if you do enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe. You could also rate and leave a review over on iTunes. And if you're feeling super awesome, you could share it with a friend who might also enjoy this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Today on the podcast, we're doing a pregnancy update. I'm right at 33 weeks now, as well as talking about some of my favorite pregnancy resources, because there's been a few things that have just been so helpful throughout my pregnancy that I thought you should all know about as well. Um, 33 weeks, feeling great. Third trimester is a little more first trimester-y in that a lot of like some of the food aversions have returned. Um, acid reflux has kicked up a little bit. Uh, like. Sometimes I'm like, I think I think your foot is in my stomach, dude. Like, can you please can you please move your foot off of my stomach? Um, so that's really funny. Um, comfy clothes have become really important to me. Naps have become really important, um, and and continuing to move has become really important. I've definitely noticed uh, in the last three to four weeks, I've become a lot more susceptible to changes. Meaning, uh, if I work a really long day or if I don't eat enough, or if I um, get a little too stressed out, like my body really feels it. And um, again, a little bit more like that first trimester. And so it's just a wonderful reminder. And it's been a wonderful reminder of like, hey, take care of yourself extra. (laughs) I'm like, really, really uh, watch out for yourself because just because the body's a little more susceptible to the times when you don't get enough sleep, or if you do stay out too late, or um, if you do work a little too hard. And so definitely it's been a practice of learning to slow down and to be okay with the new speed that I'm going at. And and again, just really prioritizing taking care of body because that's a wonderful thing. I always think this is really awesome that if I'm taking care of my body and, and again, taking care of stress and food and exercise and all of that, then I feel fine and everything is good. It's when those things slip that I don't feel as great. So um, it's always nice to know, oh, if I, if I take care of myself, I'm going to feel a lot better. So that's definitely been very, very helpful. Um, nursery is mostly all together. And so the biggest things happening now is finishing up packing for the hospital. Uh, this is a really interesting one because on the one hand, you don't want to overpack, right? You don't want to take everything that you ever could possibly need in the history of the world. Like as our midwives are telling us in our appointment yesterday, you know, they have toothpaste at the hospital, right? Like they have, they have, they have things, simple things that you might need. So, uh, so there is, you know, ability to be taken care of. Um, but that being said, there might also be things that you really want and really need. And, uh, a big thing for us that we're taking is, is food. Um, and, and just really trying to pack up so that we don't have to eat, um, unfun hospital food, whether that's for Sean during labor or, um, me and both of us postpartum, uh, the kind of the idea, I mean, I think I take, try to take such good care of myself and I really, um, prize, you know, nutrition so much. And it kind of feels weird to me to say, oh, okay. And like, once I have this major event of, you know, delivering a baby. Now I'm going to eat food that's not that great for me and that I don't, um, that doesn't feel nourishing. So, um, so that's been a big one for us. I'm taking a bunch of coconut water for, uh, labor. And I feel like that's going to be really delightful um, because it's a little sweet, a little electrolytes, um, good hydration. So I'm really excited about that. There's wonderful lists all over the internet on your hospital bag. And I guess I would just take that moment to then think of 
particularly for the postpartum time for those two days, two to three days that you're staying in the hospital, like, are you really going to wear four different outfits? <laughs> you know, are you really, do you really need an extra, um, you know, X, Y, or Z? Like probably you're going to spend those two days mostly like just kind of hanging out in your room, breastfeeding or taking care of a baby or just like trying to sleep. And so, uh, so you're probably not going to need a lot of like your regular out and about things. I even saw like books and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, the chances that I'm going to read that much, you know, knowing how much I even get done reading when I'm on like vacation or with my family, like, mm, like, I probably don't need to bring four books with me. Like, I think whatever I have on my Kindle at the time will be fine. You know, so just, just be aware of that and be noticing if you're um, carrying a bunch of extra stuff that you potentially don't need. The other big thing that's on my list right now is thinking to postpartum, uh, and particularly, again, around food and frozen meals and then also just any help uh, that you want to get set up and what, what that looks like for you. So just knowing what your situation is, your family situation is, what your partner's situation is with work, you know, what do you need? Um, what help could you use? Do you need a postpartum doula? Uh, do you want to make sure you have some connections to lactation consultants or night nurses? Uh, do you need to figure out a meal train? You, a lot of people set up meal trains with their friends, or uh, you could order um, or, or ask for uh, like gift certificates to Grubhub or Seamless or anything like that for delivering food. Um, so just kind of take a moment to take a look at what is happening in your world and how can you get it taken care of, particularly if you have a pet or other kids or, or something that's pretty time sensitive, um, plants, you know, things that need a little love. Um, it's just nice to have a plan for them. Uh, this is also a really great time to talk with your partner about, you know, the things you do normally take care of. Um, so if you um, do the laundry every week or something, um, that's kind of one of your jobs around the household. Like we have to recognize like, oh, so wait, uh, just FYI, like partner, person, you might have to do laundry or um, or whatever else it is around the house that uh, you do take care of. One thing that's on my list is even um, just like my bills, my like monthly accounting and realizing, oh, you know, I don't know when exactly I'm going to have my baby, but I have to have a note somewhere that, you know, November 20th or October 20th, whatever, like just like pay, like pay your health insurance bill. Like That's probably a good idea. Um, so just kind of having a note of those things that are part of your maintenance uh, and life maintenance checklists uh, is, is a really good one. So then there's no surprises. There's no sudden, late, crazy cancellation stress. But instead, you, you have everything in order and you know what you need to do and when. Uh, so that's a really huge piece of postpartum planning. And I think it's, it's very important to just think about that and chart that out now versus coming home with the baby being kind of probably tired and maybe a little underslept and then realizing, oh shoot, I need to do X, Y, or Z. So that's my main things that I'm thinking about right here at 33 weeks. Baby's moving around a lot. He feels really awesome. I think he's doing really well. Our midwives are great. So we're just really excited. We're just feeling really good. Um, I also wanted to share today some of my favorite resources that I've had um, thus far in my pregnancy. And some of these are things that I picked up uh, during my doula training that I'm still just so grateful that I found and I knew. And some of these are newer things to me. So I have two books that I recommend and two podcasts that I recommend. So book-wise, you, if you're on my newsletter, you've seen me 
recommend this before. It's a book called Mindful Birthing, and it is a essentially a meditation course, but it also teaches you a lot about birth as well. Like you go through different ways to cope with pain and different ways to think about birth and think about labor. Um, it's really powerful and is really wonderful. It really even changes some of the ways that I think about labor um, and really thinking about even the physiology of like, okay, what are contractions? Well, you know, it's these specific cells in the uterus contracting, trying to get shorter so that they can help push the baby out and in the process help expand the cervix. And so you, that's when you dilate up to the 10 centimeters. And it was just very beautiful how she really talked about the expansion process. We think about this as contractions, but what if there's actually expansions of each contraction is helping you expand the cervix just a little more, giving you a little more dilation, a little more space. I thought that was really a neat way of thinking about it. Another thing that she really goes into is how long you actually spend in the periods where you have the most sensation or pain. Um, saying that, you know, contractions, the beautiful thing about the pain associated with contractions is that it comes and goes. And it's really, it's on and then it's off. And it's on and then it's off. So even though you might be in labor for 12 hours or 14 hours or more, the actual time that you spend with the most intense contractions is going to be a lot shorter than that. And really, it's it's if you actually concentrate when there's that um, that activity or that sensation, it's way shorter than it seems. Um, and I think about this because I do, uh, when I spin on the bike, I often like to do these little hit uh, high-intensity interval training uh, bike, bike rides. And it's such a fascinating one because you do 20 seconds on and then 20 seconds off or 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off. And you realize, oh, having these breaks, it really, wow, like, it gives you a lot more longevity. And same for birth, same for labor. You have breaks. They're built in there for a reason. So if you actually take your breaks as breaks, then um, then you'll find you have a, a, some great stamina. But she talks about it in such a beautiful way. I highly recommend Mindful Birthing. Go check out this book. Uh, it is wonderful. Uh, the second book is, it's a big one. It's called The Birth Partner. And I love this one because it's actually written towards um, either your partner or towards doulas, uh, but obviously also has really great relevance for the person that is giving birth. And it's just so fabulous because it goes through some of the ends of labor or ends of pregnancy, all through labor, different positions you can use, different, um, just all the different things that can come up in, with in birth, whether it's positive or not so positive. And uh, it just, there's so much information in it. And it's just a really beautiful way to think about birth and to have really the information you need and feel really prepared. And particularly because it's so great and so geared towards partners, it can be really helpful for that person that's coming with you to labor to feel like they know what's going to happen and they can take care of you and take care of themselves. And it's, it's just really, really lovely. Um, so this is by Penny Simkin. She's a very famous uh, doula and birth educator. Um, so check out The Birth Partner. Two other ones uh, are podcasts that I've really been enjoying. So first one is called Startup Pregnant Podcast. And this is just a great podcast um, that's related to people that uh, are giving birth and then are considering going back to work and are planning to go back to work. And I just like that they're really honest about difficulties of it and the great things about it and, and just some of these different situations that come across. They have very different 
subjects of each podcast. I haven't listened to every single episode, I'll be honest, uh, but there are some great ones that I would flip through and see what speaks to you or what's a problem that you might anticipate or something that you're worried about for post um, pregnancy um, or for during labor. It, it's just a really nice one. Um, they're, they're just a very practical bunch uh, as well as really funny and lovely and uh, can be really nice. The last one, uh, which is another perennial favorite, is called Birth Queens. Um, that's Queens, K-W-E-E-N-S. They're so funny. <laughs> it's a midwife and a doula in San Diego, Carly and Allie, and they're just the funniest people in the world and semi-ridiculous, mostly really funny, uh, and also so knowledgeable. Um, Carly, I think it's Carly is the midwife. Uh, yes, I believe. Yes, Carly is a midwife, and she uh, has been a midwife for 11 years. She does home births. She said she, the other day I heard on a podcast that she's done like 700-something births. Like She just is so, so knowledgeable, um, as well as Allie, uh, the doula, who also knows so much. They sometimes bring in guests for interviews. Sometimes it's just them. Um, but three of the podcasts I thought that might be really useful for you all are one that's on comfort measures that you can use during labor. Another one that was an interview about essential oils in pregnancy and also in the postpartum period. And this really opened my eyes to be thinking about how much or how little to use these um, during pregnancy and postpartum. And I thought that was really nice. Uh, and the last one, which was such a great one, I've been recommending it to anyone, again, going back to work, was about pumping. And this was a great uh, episode about how to schedule pumping sessions, um, how to think about it, how to make sure you have success, how to not have bottle confusion or nipple confusion or um, kids that won't take a bottle. Uh, it, it covered so many areas of the business of feeding your baby, uh, especially um, for when you go back to work or if you go back to work or if you just need to, if you just want to do some pumping. Um, so good, so, so good. Uh, and I highly, highly recommend. So I feel like, I mean, those two books by themselves will teach you so much. Like you might not really even need a childbirth education class if you took those, read those two books, I promise you. Um, and then the podcasts are just really great ways to get supplemental information on specific topics that you're really interested in. Uh, and I really appreciate it. The last great resource is Evidence-Based Birth. This is a website that's run by, I believe she's a nurse that looks through all these research studies and puts together the evidence base on specific things related to birth, whether it's continuous fetal monitoring or epidurals or circumcision or all of these different things, comfort measures, hiring a doula. Um, it's so good and so thorough and is, um, and is really fascinating. You know, one thing that we're looking at is um, if we're going to put the eye ointment um, on the baby when they're newborns. It's a pretty standard procedure in hospitals to put an eye ointment on the babies to prevent um, essentially getting pink eye in those first um, couple months of after birth. But it's really fascinating because if you actually look at the statistics, it lowers the risk, but not by that much. So, you know, so it's an interesting question of like, oh, so we might consider not doing this eye ointment because it's just an antibiotic that goes in the baby's eyes and can make their vision a little blurry for a little bit of time. And, and it might, um, it just might not be worth the, the trouble to us personally. Um, and again, we're still discussing, we're not completely sure, but there's just beautiful things like that, that you can just, if you have a question about the vitamin K shot after, um, after birth, or if you're thinking about, again, different interventions for labor, um, such a great place to get true 
evidence-based information. And I could not recommend it highly enough. First, my friends, it's so complicated, so lovely, so cool, so weird. The baby kicks away. Um, and I just hope you're doing so, so well. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you've tried any of these resources, if you have other favorite birthing resources you'd like to share, or just how you are doing, uh, please always send me a note. I'm over at sam at spirocollective.com. That's S-P-I-R-O, collective.com. Um, it's a beautiful world, my friends, and I hope you're doing so well. Have a wonderful day.